What's going Ooh. on, everyone? Hope you're doing wonderful today. Welcome back to another episode of Radio Melee. We are going to get into SCL all things and your questions. But first, I got to introduce the wonderful, talented, powerful, eloquent Toph joining me today. <laughs> Thank you so much, Toph, for being here. Holding it down as always, man. How's it going? And I got to introduce the uh, illustrious, uh, lucid. Uh, yes. Ubiquitous, <laughs> ineffable yes. PPMD. Thank I you. Some magic out there. What's up, dude? I love it. I love it, man. You're, you're changing I got the two game. Things, I got two things on my mind this week. Uh -huh. SEL and doubles. Very important things to have on your mind. And if you guys want to talk about that and more, please use the radio melee command. Um, it'll go, it'll let you know where to go, get into the server, follow everyone in there where you can submit topics and it is straightforward from there. Unless you're asking for a Rick onesie. Good luck with that. Uh, in that, yeah. that being said, um, Toph, do you want to get into talking about SCL and doubles or, or, you know, I can throw something to you. What, how you feel? Yeah. I can tell, I mean, so, you know, my weekend basically, so I was at SEL, I commentated. How was that, uh, by the way? How was that doing that live? A lot of fun. I mean, you know, it's cool because I just, I'm sure you feel the same way. There's just not that many opportunities to get out of your house these days. There will yes. be soon, we hope, but, you know, yeah. I'm like, all right. I mean, live studio commentary, obviously the players are remote, but we had, uh, yeah. you know, it was cool to see. Uh, and we're all pretty much vaccinated at this point. It was me. I drove down with Scar. We did a little road trip. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Talked about some really deep stuff in the car ride down. Um, talked about, talked about, uh, he was listening to an audio book on, I'll tell you about it later. It was on the concept of reciprocity, living, mm. living in, in, with nature and things like that. Oh. And, and we got into some deep discussions about how the melee community, you know, we're building off the backs of giants and things like that, you know. That's cool. But uh, yeah, it was super fun. It was super fun. Got to hang out with Slime. Got to hang out with uh, who else was there? Lovage. Ben SW came and hung out, and we got to commentate some really good melee. I think anyone who watched the matches would agree this was like a crazy fucking week, right? Can yeah. we just say it? Wizzy, Wizzy played well. Wizzy, Wizzy did. Wizzy did the unthinkable. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, beating Mango, right? Like, yes, that's big. Yeah. That is massive. But then, you know, to to follow that up, beating Zane, absolutely, you know, incredible. Absolutely incredible performance. Um, you know, I, I consider the Mango win in itself to be really big. It seems to be almost like a sea change in the Falcon landscape, mm -hmm. kind of what we've been talking about. One of the big themes that's been going on uh, wow. for, you know, months, maybe a couple years now. And I think, like, like, wow. I, like we said, it's all kind of coming to a head now. And, uh, and Wizzy really identify or really typifying that with his wins i mean none beat uh mango i think for the first time last year and then i did it again a little bit later wizzy now mm -hmm. showing that he can do it i mean you really are kind of feeling like all of this stuff coming together falcon breaking so many barriers winning again um much shorter time than before a falcon won you know before wizzy won smack and splash so very impressive yeah. very impressive and um, dude yeah and uh it, dude it was the whole kind of thing where i was watching uh you know you're watching him play and um there was almost this sense of like, I felt like it was like he was like such a protagonist. It was like, does he mm. believe he can do it kind of thing? Because I feel like, I don't know, man, there were some moments where it was really came down to a razor's edge and he, you could almost see this like, you know, it's like that he started to believe. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really wonderful. I think for him, it was a historic moment. Obviously he was really, really happy with it. Um, 
And, you know, he works so hard. I, I was actually, I, I actually thought it was pretty neat. He was talking about how, uh, you know, with the Zane set, he actually honestly didn't get to do much preparation because he was so busy preparing for Spacey's. Yeah. Uh, was he in, sorry, uh, S-Fed and Mango. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, I had to just do my baseline stuff. And, you know, Zane wasn't ready for, or, or he wasn't yeah. uh, expecting to run into Wizzy either. So it was just right, kind of like, whoa, this just kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not that Zane doesn't prepare. I mean, I'll see him put up a video every so often. He'll say, I'm playing Wizzy or Wizzy's got some new stuff yeah. or, or yeah. whatever. So, but yeah, of course, I think Zane was probably more focused on Falco and, yep. and always a possible Pikachu or, or, you know, maybe Sheik or something. So, yeah, I mean, for, for Falcon to come through, I think it's kind of just, I think that says something too about what Zane has to think about going into more events. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe mm-hmm. X comes from somewhere, but maybe I focus less on Pikachu, more on Falcon, because that, that they're just so common now. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that splits up his time. Maybe that changes Mango's dynamic. Maybe he focuses a little bit more on Falcon or not. I don't know. But it's, um, I think I think more characters pushing more players means, you know, I think more of the game can get pushed, but also there could be, you know, maybe you're neglecting something. Maybe Zane looks at, looks at Fox a little bit less. S-Fat rolls through. It's his time, baby. You never know. Dude, he was, you know, that uh, he was saying that uh, with, like, Zane, this was after, um, this wasn't even after this weekend. This was, like, a couple weekends ago. He was talking about, you know, like, Falcon is this character that I just always need to keep in check. Always need to mind, you know, that I could run into any of the, the really good Falcons and, and you mm. know, obviously he's, He's lost to Johnny kind of recently, you know. Um, yeah. He was mentioning that for Mango, that character feels like, you know, like Mango's equivalent of that would be like Sheik's is what Zane felt like. He felt like Mango could, like, Sheik's will kind of randomly run him pretty cro- close, but but the Sheik's have kind of been not that active in online, I guess, like lately. Like, you mm-hmm. know, Face Roll and Spark, for example. I guess Plup's kind of getting back into things. I mean, think about Plup? Mango Plup next week, by the way. Mango Plub next week. Yeah. What were the matchups actually? I actually don't have them off the top I have, of my head. I, 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 got, I, them I, got, I got your back, man. I can send you the link too <laughs> if you'd like. Um, and and again, I, you know, just uh, just wanted to refresh people's memory here. We're about to start taking some questions. So exclamation mark radio mail in either one of our Twitch chats. You can join the Discord. Ask us your hard-hitting questions, whatever yeah, they may be about. Absolutely. I did send you the link to that if you wanted to have that out to check it out. But um, Oh, glorious. Mean- got your back. Uh, in the meantime, we have Wizzy S Fat. We saw that one uh, last weekend. Mango okay. Plup, same side of the bracket there. Holy cannoli. Mm-hmm. Cannoli indeed. Oh. Zane Gatsu and IBW and Moki. That is the other side of winner's bracket. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's an interesting spread of characters. I think look, we got a couple Falcons, we got three foxes. Mangoes, Falco, and Zane's Mart. So pretty interesting spread there character-wise. People do like breaking that down. I thought I'd go ahead and yeah. go for that. Um, and then in losers, we have Ben S2J, mm. um, Polish Albert. Okay. Magi Ginger. And Soon Say Hungry Box. Soon say hungry box. Wow. Wow. You're, wow, you're excited wow, for wow. that one, huh? That was a fun one last time. Yeah. One of those sets that came down to a single up air smash the eye. Mm. <laughs> it's always <laughs> funny when the whole tourney set comes down to the one mini game, you know? <laughs> yeah, we do love mini games in our in our games. We do actually. For for better or for worse, melee is full of them. Melee is absolutely chock full of the little mini games. Um, those are some hype lineups uh, or yeah. hype I, hype matchups, especially considering that um, it's double a limb. It's a different format than we've been than we've been watching for for most of SCL. Right, and I think some people might say, "Oh, well, the 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 result there from Wizzy 
is is less significant because it it wasn't maybe it wasn't it was an invitational and it was single limb or whatever. But right. I still think I still think the significance of being able to beat Mango and then go through Zane afterward is still massive. Even if Definitely. even if even if you want to put the qualifier on, it's still an insane feat for him to accomplish. I mean, just most people are not doing that. Yeah, I mean, even mentally, right? Like to lose to Mango, I think someone said it was like twenty one sets beforehand. Oh. I mean, to just just keep coming back is is what a really record. impressive. So yeah. I mean. Yeah, absolute congrats to him. Um, I don't know if you want to keep talking about this or if it's time to bring someone in. I am open to whatever. So I'm wondering how you're feeling, man. Let's bring, yeah, let's bring, let's bring our first guest on board. I think we're, we're just about ready here. So, uh, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Hello. 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 Hey, what's up gamers? What what's is up? going on? What's your name? Where are you calling in from? Cool. Um, my name, my tag's Ashley. I'm calling for all Alberta, Canada. Shout out to Canada. Shout out to Alberta. That too. Hell yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, my question. Uh, so it there's a little bit more con- kind of context to it, so I'll kind of go a little bit more into that. Okay. But essentially what it is, um, and I kind of want your thoughts on it, but do you think Melee or Smash has the need for historians? So like, I know we have things like Smash Wiki and Smash boards that are kind of there, but I think context is often lost on those kind of pages yeah um i've been in the community for for a while now right and so i've seen the eras kind of change like you know when the documentary came out that kind of stuff um so i've seen toph especially talking a lot about the errors in melee and smash and information like that but i almost think it's really important to kind of have primary documents written accounts and stuff like that um but i guess i want just more of your i guess your kind of general thoughts on that and whether or not there's like an important hole to fill there Dude, I love, um, yeah, I love the concept of historians when it comes to esports. So again, the question real quick was, is there a need, is there a general need for historians in Melee or Smash in general? Mm, and yeah, yeah. I think, uh, dude, I think this is something I've been talking about a lot recently. We talked about this on the Scar and Toe show last week with Aiden, Eamon Gaiman. And it sucks because like, dude, we don't have like all of the, you know, most of the conversation happening in Smash right now is on Twitter or on discord which are very like ephemeral when you agree pp like there's no yeah, like it's very, it's very segregated spaces too it's not segregated. like yeah like not everyone is seeing all of that or maybe they're they're on one but not another and so you maybe right. you get parts of it so yeah it's it's very it's a very disconnected community um as compared to when smashboards was the place that everyone went and then if you wanted to talk to someone more you were on aim but uh right. it was mostly smashboards yeah and then aiden was saying you know even just as a to it's rough because as a TO, for a long time, you advertised your tournament by making a Smashboards forum post. Uh-huh. Then we kind of migrated to Facebook and we did Facebook events. Mm-hmm. But now, like most gamers, aren't even really on Facebook like that anymore. No one really yeah. cares about Facebook anymore. So now it's kind of like, what is there now? Now, I mean, you you know, you make your own website, I suppose. But <laughs> but beyond that, there isn't something that you can just easily distribute to people the way mm-hmm. you could with Facebook events or a Smashboards link. So. Yeah, I think I think more than just history, but 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 certainly, um, I mean, this is where I think it's really cool that we're getting more and more people that are doing, you know, I mean, the, the most extreme example of this would be like Samox, like documentary makers. Yeah. Um, but also just like, you know, you look at like what Turn Down for Walt's doing and people like that, video essays. Um, uh, I think having a lot of this stuff in video format is pretty good like yeah. stories and and uh you know there was that that vi- that really good video on like apex 2015 like the story of apex 2015 yeah. i thought that was wonderful mm-hmm. um 
this seems like the question uh, from Ashley is more to do with like written, in which case uh, I do think it's neat. I mean, there's some books coming out, right? Um, yeah. I, I guess I guess I don't have a strong opinion on does it have to be written versus like video or something like that. But I, I do think that ultimately we need, you know, yeah, what we have in Melee is we have a lot of really rich and dope history. And yeah, we do. We should preserve it. Yeah, I, I certainly agree with that. I mean, I think that's that's where the question comes from, right? Like, you know, we we that's one of our strongest community assets that sets us apart from a lot of other esports is we have a mm-hmm. history that's so long. We have so many eras. Some people go across eras. Some people are in one. Some people, you know, the, all kinds of things will happen. And and you know, I think I, I think there's something that video does that uh, written word doesn't, and that is kind of that connects with more of you. You get to really see the people, see how they really feel. Um, and you get to show exactly when, like if, if someone's talking about something, you put an image there so they don't have to imagine it. You see it more exactly as it was, that type of thing. And that can be really mm-hmm. powerful for people because they might, they might skew one way or another way. And, and you, as the person telling the story can put it a certain way. And that can be really powerful. Um, as for written word, I, I think like you can often go into more detail you can spend time going off on these minute stories or whatever, because you're not necessarily as worried about keeping an audience. If you have a person that's willing to read, especially in this day and age, um, they're probably mm. going to, they're probably going to follow along wherever you go and find out more stories and find out, you know, different things than you would with video. And I'm not saying that makes it better. I'm just saying that makes it different. So video, you can get more visceral things that might even stick with you in a different way. But with, mm-hmm. with written word, you might be able to go a little farther. So I do think there is, there's immense value in that. Of course, maybe it's a little bias coming through for me. I love reading, but that is just kind of my own experience with these things as well. Um, mm-hmm. Now, something that Toph did not mention um, that I'd like to highlight is that Melee Stats does a ton of talk about the history series. Um, they, they'll do columns on iconic tournament runs. They'll do columns on player era comparisons. And that stuff's mm-hmm. interesting and neat. And it's important. It's important work. Is it yeah. the only work I feel that they can be doing? Maybe not. But it's also like, and this is, I think, kind of the bottleneck for a lot of Melee historian work. Like, wouldn't it be best, right? Like, wouldn't it be the best thing if we had high profile, you know, Melee journalists or, or historians that right when something was happening, like they were getting a perspective from this person, this person, then maybe they compare it to later or whatever, right? And you'd see how it really shook out because if we're always looking in the rearview mirror, it's going to look a little different, you know? So yeah. I'd love for someone to, or some people, even ideally, like a group of people, right, to be able to do that. The problem, of course, is money. Uh, Melee might have an <laughs> asset in long history. It has the exact opposite thing where how are we going to record all that? <laughs> you know, like who's willing to do all that, you know, for free or for people giving them a couple hundred dollars on Patreon? Like it's tough. And so yeah. I think I so I would agree with you, Ashley. I I think Melee his, historians are absolutely needed and only become more valuable by the day. Um, as more people exist, as the scene um, splits off into smaller and smaller pieces in a way, um, I think it just yeah. becomes more valuable. But that not only makes the work of people trying to get that information harder, but then, you know, so it's more time consuming. And then, you know, like, how, how do we support them? And I think that's the question for so many things that are valuable, not just history, like art and, and other things like that, which are also very valuable for Melee. So I completely art. agree with you. Yeah, I, I'm always trying, ever since I've talked to a few artists, I'm always trying to take up the cause for that a little bit more. And I just want to support the content creators of the scene because, you know, I think 
melee has so much to give. I mean, including the game, but there's so much around it that's wonderful. Like there's so much around it. There's so many great people. So yeah. So uh, the historian's question is absolutely wonderful, and I'm I'm really glad that you asked it, and and I would love to see more of that. And I'm I'm glad to know Tove mentioned that there are books coming out. So hopefully that can that can along with the documentaries and Walt and other people that cover the history and melee stats, hopefully Mm -hmm. more can come out from them. So hopefully we can kind of just get more of that and talk to people that are there from a few eras like chillin or, or some people that are older school that maybe watch the scene a little tangentially. Now I think, uh, Kish prime is one of those types of people. So I think, Mm. you know, I think uh, getting the access to that sooner than later would be great. So those windows don't close on us. So I absolutely agree with you, Ashley, very important. Cool. Yeah, yeah thanks, for, thanks for calling in, Ashley. And if you got any shout outs, by the way, feel free to drop those. Oh yeah. I'm absolutely gonna shout out my crew that I've had since like 2014, WPI, WPI for life, ride or die. And uh that's all I got. Thanks for answering my question, guys. You're very welcome. Have a good day. Oh, have a good day. Love to hear from uh love to hear from uh, Alberta. It's like the first place I ever went to an out of state tournament. Oh, that's Looked cool. in Alberta back in 2008 or nine. I think it was eight. Mm. Long time ago. Also a tough year oh, for Melee. 15, 15 hours. What's that? Also a tough year for Melee. <laughs> so that's cool. You made the journey that year. That's 2008. Tough year for Melee, yeah. Absolutely. That was the brawl year. Yeah, yeah. That was, that the, was, that was the brawl year. That was, that was the, the toughest one. Year. Yeah, yeah. That was the toughest one for sure. Eight-man locals and things like that. All right. Uh, I think we're about ready to get our next caller on board. What is up? Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, this is Ninja Boy calling in from New York City. Uh, hey, what's up, Ninja Boy? Good to finally talk to you. Ninja I know, Boy, I know. Stream Monster, PP. Cool. Shout out to the Stream Monsters. They, uh, they keep it going, man. They do. Yeah, saddle, saddle up, for, up front to uh, Tove's Weeb Wednesdays and Kaku Thursdays. Uh, if you love anime, right. make sure you have fun. Um, but yeah, so actually, before I get to my question, I got a uh, follow up to Ashley's uh, question from actually recently. I would say one one thought I came listening was that actually historians, I think, one of Melee's strongest selling points is its longest history. Oh so, yeah, right. In terms of marketing to a new audience and growing the scene, I think you know getting a uh, strong history in there is is just something that's going to continue to grow the scene. Uh, anyway, right. so my question right. is. More- more current events and, and a little bit future based as opposed to looking at the past. Uh, so beyond this, uh, beyond the smash summit, uh, just announced, uh, the summit 11, uh, roster, yeah. uh, so it's going to be six, uh, summit, uh, champion, six SCL qualifiers, one right. same qualifier, uh, one Rona rumble qualifier, and then the invites of Leffen and Amza and then six Voden. So, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Any hot takes on who's going to make it from SEL, from Same, from Rona Rumble? Thoughts on seeing Leffen and Amsa yeah. at the again? Anyone you think might be a dark horse? Uh, anyone you might have thrown your support behind early on for Bodens? Um, just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on all that. So I, I pulled up the bracket. I've got it open. I mean, we discussed it earlier. And again, the question is just, you know, what do we think about the list of invites for Summit 11, who do we think might make it in from SCL or from the last chance qualifiers? I'll yeah. say right off the bat, um, I think Lef- uh, Leffen and Amsa being invited are su- super dope. Amsa's yes. been grinding his ass off. Uh, I've been you know, playing him. How's Amsa often. been doing? I would imagine that Amsa was... Good. You know, so I didn't know, you know, because he didn't play for like quite a while. I don't know if it was like several months or, or you know, not so yeah. much. So I didn't know, you know, if it's take, if he, if he still feels like 
you know, he's still improving to get back to kind of where he was before all that? Or, yeah, or how does that feel to you? Yeah. So one of our first sessions, he definitely felt a little bit rusty. And then the next time I played him about a week later, he was a lot better. And he, he even said to me at one point, like, yeah, I think I'm better than I was in 2019. So I think he okay. already thinks that he's good, at least off of his own uh, analysis of his own play. He thinks he's better than he was at the uh, at the last on- offline tournament he was at. That's, so that's exciting. Good. I mean, I think that's he's, exciting. He's bringing some new stuff to the table. He's got some kind mm-hmm. of interesting stuff with like uh, using Yoshi's neutral B as a kind of mix up where, where he puts you in the egg. He's been... Uh, he's got some, you know, he's been practicing his kind of like tech chase follow-ups and things like that. Okay. Um, so his punish game has been getting really good. He's got some crazy edge guards that you wouldn't really think are possible for Yoshi. Cause like you think that double jump cancel character can't possibly, but he'll like, um, he'll like trade with your Firefox from below. And then like, you know, so he's got, he's got a bunch of technology he's been working on that, cool. that is pretty cool. Um, and I, I definitely think he can be a. He can be a bit of a dark horse. Um, don't know how ready people people are never right quite ready enough for the Yoshi matchup, you know. So there is that. But so yeah, he's looking good. Uh really happy for Leffen. You can kind of tell Leffen is just, you know, he's been starving for competition for the last yeah. god knows how long. Really happy for him. Good it'd be good to see him back. Uh there is a little bit of an of a tacit assumption that because the names Leffen and Ops are on there, that this might be an offline tournament. Right. Uh, I don't think anything is like fully announced yet, but I'm very excited for that as someone who's vaccinated. Um, mm. And I mean, I think everyone's just like really excited for that. I'm super looking forward to this weekend. Uh, as far as who I think is going to make it in, man, the only thing I'm going to say, I'll, I'll let you handle the SEL side of things. I do have the bracket pulled up, but I think Nunn's going to make it in through the last chance qualifiers. I know Nunn's had a bit of a tough time of it. SEL season two, um, obviously some ups and downs. Yeah. Um, and he got bounced out of uh, Division Two. He got relegated out of Division Two last week. But um, none always does incredibly well in the open brackets. Like, I don't know if you watched the yeah. open bracket. Like, he d- tore the last open bracket to qualify up. So I think if there's like, you know, Rona Rumble qualifier for Summit, like, I think mm. he's just such a, a favorite for that. Like, that yeah. I'm not really worried about seeing him in the event. That's fair. I'd say that's a great, that's a definitely a great point. Cause I mean, you look at this bracket, you don't see none. You're like, Oh, he's not going. I don't, you know, just because of the nature of this, you know, it's not, it's, it's kind of like, you know, who, yeah. who did well in the, in the event last week. And then what, what does that do for them? And none played one set and that was all he got to do, but he played great in the bracket, open bracket beforehand. Right. So I, I agree with you on that. He can definitely make it there. Um, oh, there's also six votants, by the way, right? There's six votants. So. Well, oh yeah. Six votants. Now, you know, I don't know. We normally have one very fun vote in. I don't know who that would be. I never know who that would be. But, what if it's uh, just you? What if they just... What if everyone just <laughs> no, they wouldn't do that. No, that'd be weird. They wouldn't that'd do that. Weird. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be weird. But, yeah, but um, I'm not sure who else they might want to vote in. I mean, I imagine many of the players that would be in this event, um, that it, whether oh. if they don't make it... Oh, I thought someone said something. But yeah, I... Uh, Anyone in the event that doesn't make it, like I think, uh, I think S2J, if he doesn't make it, I mean, right? Like he, he does. I think he only has to tweet like a few times and then he gets in. I think that's usually how his strategy. So yeah, I he think does some streams. he does some streams. Okay. Well, I, it's a, it's a, I just thought it was Dude. a bit less. He doesn't do any rapping. So I have to forgive me for doesn't that. doesn't do one. any rapping, unfortunately. I'd love to hear some. <laughs> yeah, for Dude, sure. You know what I'm realizing though, looking at this, this, uh, this, this, you know, how do you say? 
the way they're structuring the invitees and stuff. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually for summit, they like they like auto invite more people. You know what I mean? There's there's, yeah. there's no one auto invited except for Amundsen Leffen. That's the thing that's kind of standing out to me now that I'm realizing. Like, like if you know, um, normally like the the top whatever five or six players kind of just get auto invited. Like Summit just invites them. Yeah. This time around, like you know, if if Zayn or Mango somehow busters out, if Zayn loses to Gatsu and somehow gets upset by somebody and losers, or if Mango loses to Plup and then somehow loses to somebody and losers, like they could totally just not get invited and they would actually have to fight either via the open bracket or via voted which is kind of wild like there might be at least one person that everybody expects to be in it that somehow doesn't make it in yeah or it has to campaign i hope they at least campaign because i think i think that like you know okay i think if either mango and zan campaign i don't think i don't think they'd have to work very hard to get in like i think they would pretty quickly like rack up the the, the necessary votes but yeah um that is interesting that is really interesting uh just the fact. I mean, yeah, I was just going to say there are so many people that we're just so used to seeing being in these brackets. I mean, some of the names sure. change, but yeah. mostly we're seeing these people and they're like, okay, well, maybe they qualified or maybe they just won one, lost one the week before, and that's about it. And, you know, now, right? Like things, you know, man, uh, are not going to make it. And so what's going to happen with, you know, some <laughs> of these people? I think. Dude, Polish had a crazy yeah. run. Polish needs a need another insane run in order to make it this time. But if Polish doesn't, then it's like, well, you use your used your juice too early, man. So okay, how does this work? Let's let's actually break this down. I'm looking at the winners bracket. If you win your first round of winners, then you're in winners semis of the event, which means you're getting fifth. Yeah, which means you're in. So yeah. if Mango beats Plup, Mango's in. If Wizard beats Sfat, Wizardob's in. That's how that works, right? Mm-hmm. You just need to win. If you're in winners, you just need to win one round and you're guaranteed to be in. Right. Okay. Um, and so certainly I think one yeah. of the matchups that's the most interesting to watch yeah. for that is Mango Plup. Mango Plup, yeah, because whoever wins that is going to be breathing a deep sigh of relief and whoever's losing, I don't know where in the bracket they fall to. I saw Mango tweet something to the effect of like, there's some sporting events going on that weekend and I'd love to just go to those instead of having to worry about losing to Plup and then somehow maybe HBox. That makes it sound like if Mango loses, he plays like the winner of Sunsei and HBox or something. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually true. Uh, I did not follow that through very well, so I am not very sure. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the Liquipedia page, not anything yeah. from, you know. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, little hard, a little hard to say. And then, you know, once you start projecting beyond that, it starts getting really weird because things can just surprise you in Melee sometimes anyway. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, Mango Plup, this hasn't happened. I, again, I just feel like this is going to be such an interesting one. Plup really starting to, to rise up, you know, you know good again, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's doing a lot for, I mean, this is part of like, this is kind of like a Sheik narrative too, where like Sheik just what, like Ben's been doing a lot, but, and then there was yeah. Jay Mook and now, and now Plup really uh, coming in strong. And so I think, what does this say for Sheik? And, and at this time of all times and, and Plup didn't let himself get invited, he qualified. And so it was, you know, very clear that he was, he was meant to be there. And so I think that's all very right. cool. And so um, this, Ooh. I think this is a test for Plup, you know, does he still have it? I think it's a test for Plup Mango. Test. Yeah. And so yeah, I think. Sure. Sheik has been, I mean, Zane even said he think he feels like Mango. If Mango has like a kind mm -hmm. of a character that he could just kind of lose to, it's it's like Sheik. Um, the way that Zane could like kind of just lose to a Falcon if he's playing off his game. Mango, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I hope he comes correct. I hope he prepares. I mean, I saw what Plup did to Ginger, and it was not pretty yeah. 
for 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 the Falcons. So um, yeah, I mean we might even see Mango's Fox, which we haven't seen in a while too. I kind of want to. I hope we get to. <laughs> Maybe I've always like I've always really liked Mango's Fox versus Mango's Fox is neat. I've always thought that versus Sheik, like it just feels. It's always kind of felt like a no brainer to me, but I understand he just kind of wants to play Falco more than he wants to play Fox. So you know it is what it is. But um, yeah, and so again, I think that's yeah. just such an important set to watch, and that I is mean, the set. That's the set. Yeah, and and then I, you know. What's what's Leffen gonna do? I just kind of want to take another moment because I know we've spent a while on this, but I just think it's such a big question. I mean, I think Leffen, right? Like, I mean, he was always, you know, getting the upper upper results, and now he's he's got something that he feels is uh is is good for good for Zane. And so yeah, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what, what? that looks like because we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that in person. We haven't seen that in tournament even. Um, I think the last exhibition they played, I believe Leffen won that. Am I correct? That sounds right to me. Okay, so um, he at least he's at least got a very very real shot at it, and so again, this adds to Zane's workload and preparation for the event, um, which I think is important to keep in mind as well. But yeah, I mean, um, very interesting stuff. I, I think I think Leffen is someone absolutely to be watching. Um, you know, what's that going to do? Where's he going to be seated? How's it all going to shake out? I mean. You know, I'm very curious about a lot of it. Um, I don't know if I have too much else to say about, you know, vote-ins or anything like that. I kind of just like watching the chaos of the thing itself. All right, yeah. how many how many diss tracks this time? You know, yeah. who's, who's, yeah, eating, yeah. who's eating what? You know, I never it know. Feel, it does feel awesome to get back to Summit Season. It just feels like... Yeah, it just feels, you know, like, uh, like all is right in the world again, you know? This is, this is like what, this is, it's just my favorite time of the year. I love, you know, thinking about the event. I mean, you've been to some smash summits. You, you just, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you remember, like, yeah. remember the first time we went, it was just like, wow, this is, this is crazy. This is nothing like I've ever experienced before. It is and very it's been, unusual. It's been so long at this point since we've had an offline tournament. I'm just excited in general. So I don't yeah. know if that really answers the question. I think we provided some takes, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think we just got to wait and see, man. We got to see what happens. Anything can happen. Yeah, for sure. I will say that the same qualifier, I think, being a European event means that we're going to have uh, two European Europeans. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd like to see if if you know if Triff makes it, if someone else makes it. Like what what yep. that's like too. Because I mean, you know, Triff. I think with these with a lot of these peaches coming up now, it'd be interesting to see how does Triff compare. I mean, they're just as Triff, one possibility. Triff, there are other ones. I'm trying to see my man solo battle in there. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Shield drop, up air, whatever, rest, edge cancel some people. <laughs> For sure. I don't yeah. know. So I think, I think as Europe's been grinding in this time. So it's cool to yeah. see what, because I think there's just been so much separation of scenes. It'd be very cool. To, it's going to kind of like, we're going to kind of see at least a snapshot of what it's like to bring everyone together again. And, and, um, yeah, I'm certainly curious about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I think it's a great question to bring up. I think it gets people really thinking about these possibilities here. And, uh, you know, I love it. Is there anything else you want to kind of ask about here, uh, Ninja Boy? Uh, no, it's all good. Uh, I'll probably save another question about anime uh, for for another episode. But yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. That's fair. Have a good rest of your day. And any shout outs? Or did you already do yours at the beginning? Uh, I just shout out We Wednesday, Taku Thursdays, the best uh, Weeby we Wednesdays on, uh, on Twitch. On my channel. That's right. Thank you, Ninja Boy. <laughs> Appreciate that. Ninja Boy did help name Taku Thursdays. All right, see you, Ninja Boy. Came in clutch for me there because I needed it. I needed a better name than you know. A Truck does marketing Monday, but if it rolls over to Tuesday, he calls it Targeting Tuesday because you need okay. the alliteration. 
Yeah. And I wanted to do a little bit better than that, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he really kept the bar high for you. I'm glad you were able to clear that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, who's our next? Uh, I think we're about to get our next guest on. Hello, hello. What's your name and where are you calling in from? Hello, uh, I'm Mike from the Netherlands. It's a little late oh, over wow. here. Oh, you- yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I hopefully we'll be able to answer your question, make it worth yeah, staying up so late, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so based on the results of the SEL uh, last weekend, uh, to what extent do you think that there's more room for the, the mangoes or the heart players as melee progresses? Because mm. I feel like the game is slowly going to shift away from the absurd tech skill and favor players like Wizzy and Zane, who really put an emphasis on neutral and labbing instead of being very flashy. Hmm. Okay, so let me ask you this. How do you explain a player like Nuns Rise? If I'm completely honest, I don't watch that much Nun, but I think that like players like Nun and Mango are kind of like freak of natures where their decision-making is so in line with their heart that what whatever it is that they're doing, it also looks optimal and very intelligent. But I can't speak for Nun, though, but that's how it feels with Mango at the very least. Well, I got to say, man, it almost feels like you answered your own question there. Um, I mean, Nun, we had him on the episode uh, podcast, and he was saying, well, you know, I think we got to stop being so stubborn as whatever type of player we are and start learning from other people. And so what did he do? He started learning more from Wizzy, who's, you know, not so similar to him in a lot of aspects. And he took what he liked. He did. He left what he didn't. And uh, he found it really valuable in his growth. And I think he started like he was getting good. And then he started doing that. And I think that really kind of kept him at that uppermost level. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I, I go ahead, Tov. No, I was just going to say, um, yeah, I do think, you know, there's this there's this interesting dichotomy. This is kind of a cool question because I think that uh, I think that it often seems that way. I think it often and obviously, you know, it's really it feels pertinent this weekend because, you know, Wizzy won the event. Mm. And I think it's just kind of fresh on a lot of people's minds. You know, Wizzy just performed really well. And uh, and Wizzy's definitely one of the players that kind of exemplifies that sort of play style. And I think that people do kind of hone in on it because that style of play, because it's like. It's not easy to emulate. It's difficult. Obviously, it requires a ton of practice, but at least it's easy to kind of tell what's going on. You know, it's easy to say, well, look, he's just kind of, he's got his flowchart punish he does. He's very consistent at it. Um, he tends to do these sorts of things at these sorts of ranges. It's easy to talk about. And I think because it's easy to talk about, I think people tend to point to it and say, like, this is kind of how you should be playing. And this is how you're supposed to um, get better and things like that. But um, I think there are a lot of things that, that Nun and Mango do that also make a lot of sense. And, you know, they, 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 I think can sometimes feel a little bit difficult, more difficult to describe because maybe there's a little more, I don't know how to call it, like interplay with what, with what the read on the opponent is and things like that. But I mean, I think that there will always be room for that in Super Smash Brothers Melee. There are plenty of players, I think, in the top 10, even outside of Mango and none. You know, you look at a guy like Moki. Um, who's 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 kind of on that cusp. You look at people like Ginger who say that he wants to draw more inspiration from Mango, right? And he wants to pull more of that of that kind of um read read-based uh, aggressive play sort or, or however you want to categorize it. Um so yeah, I think that people do tend to like kind of focus on because it's easy to say, look at this thing Wizzy's doing. Okay, you do that. It's easy to say that. Hey, you need to be tech chasing better. Watch Wizzy Vods for an example. Hey, do this edge guard flow chart. Watch the but 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 I think that uh I think that there will always be room in, in a game like Melee uh for for the mangoes of the world, if you want to put it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um I think you know 
I I think it's rare because um how should I say this? I think it's rare because you know what's what is a quicker path? <clears throat> what's a quicker path to getting there? Mm-hmm. Is it is it to is it to like I'm going to do this thing over and over or is it let me look at all of these possibilities and try all these things and do all this experimentation and and so on and so on. And I'm not belittling yeah. anyone's path or saying one path is better than another. I'm simply saying that, you know, cuz like once it starts once it starts gaining momentum a path like that can give different rewards. So I'm not trying to say one's better than the other or one's worse than the other. I'm simply saying that if you know, I think uh, Zane was talking about how none spent so much time in unranked and just messing around constantly, constantly that let him innovate a whole lot more, for example. Right. Or Mango's as yeah. a, a player that when you see him on a stream, he's always trying out something and maybe he doesn't point out the moments where things don't work or they don't quite work the way he wanted them to, but he remembers that. And then when it's something like that, again, he's going to do something a little different. And it's not to say that like someone like Wizzy doesn't think about that, but he'll say, oh, well, I'll just do this one or two things instead of this like few different things or this different mm-hmm. archetype of things. And so there's there's there is an adaptation and solution making dis- uh, decision making process that still goes on for everyone. But the way yeah. it happens is different. And the reason I think it's more rare is just because I think, well, I mean, there are a lot of possibilities, right? Like um, maybe if you're someone that is a fan of Mango, um and maybe you're like well you know mango talks about how like you know i'm i'm just naturally gifted so it's like well if i play i don't want to practice so i don't feel naturally i won't feel gifted then i want to be like mango and maybe there's like a conflict for someone like that just as a hypothetical and so like maybe this like cuts people off early on and i don't say that it's in a vacuum like think of how the community culture prevents characters like peach or jigglypuff from being as common for example or taking longer to get somewhere or making more people quit for example so um, I think the culture can have an effect on this sort of thing. And I, you know, I think Melee's culture is more open to players like Mango and Nun, but I think the reason we don't see them as much is partly because so many people talk about improvement in terms of like, do this than this, because it's just more straightforward, like Tofa's saying. Um, mm-hmm. but I also think, uh, it's just, it's just hard. It's just hard to do it that way. It's hard. And then just in general, like to, to be someone that's thinking about all that stuff or, or, or just to think of the game in that way. I think it, it just, it's a different kind of person just in general. So I don't, I don't know if it's a melee problem or just like a people thing that just happened to play melee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. So does that make sense? Do you have any further uh, questions or comments about that? Yeah. So uh, I want to do a short follow-up because I don't want to take up too much time. Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> Because uh, for Wizzy, at least at the SEL, it was a monumental victory over Mango because I think it was the first time that he took a win over Mango. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so ignoring the Falcon-Falco matchup, do you think that players like Falco can get into Wizzy's head when, Fal- when Mango's doing stuff that makes no sense at all? What exactly do you mean? I'm not sure I fully <laughs> get that. Uh, with, with no sense at all, I mean like it's outside of like the flow chart, so like the the optimal and all that. That Mango just does stuff that he thinks will work in that moment. Um, I am sure. at I am curious what you think about this in particular because I remember you used to prepare heavily for for Mango in this sense, right? Like I've talked to Cactuar about kind of the era where you were preparing a lot for Mango. Yeah, it, it seemed like a really interesting time. Honestly, it I wish was. I had more into your preparation there. Yeah, so Mango was strange because, and this is something I've actually uh, talked to Kadoran a little bit about. Shoutouts to him. Mm-hmm. He got he's get he's getting freaked out by Mango now. He's getting so freaked he's, out. Yeah, he's so he's going through kind of what I went through. It's kind of fun to watch that again. 
right? Because uh-huh. he's like, he'll be like, I get him in this position that every other Falco in the world is like afraid of, and Mango just jumps at me, and, or he does like this crazy long wave dash and he hits me, and I'm like, well, no one does that, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I remember when I was there. And so, what what does that mean, right? Like, I I think Mango really understands a lot of so. I think he understands a lot of meta options like, oh, this is stuff that's good. This is why it's good. And then he just says, okay, well, what if I just did something like that just no one else is doing here? And he likes doing stuff like that. That's an example of it. You get him cornered and he's like, oh, well, I'm not going to be scared. And also it's like he just would rather probably just as a person not like want to say, well, I'm not going to back down. What do you have me cornered? I don't you think I care. I didn't hear a bell. You know how Mango is. So he's like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it fits. It, it fits in line with like a good way to approach the game, and also kind of a unique mango personal perspective there. And so, I think what happens is like Wizzy has to learn how to play against Mango against like these specific things. At the same time, um, I think there's a there's a real challenge in thinking like Mango is not Falco, where it's just like some other mystical, otherworldly right. thing. And you have to be very grounded in your approach to it and say this this is someone. This is someone that's doing very strange things at times, but there's a reason why it's working. There's a reason it's good. Even if I don't understand it, I need to at least figure out what's yeah. going on here. And and people often say that like, you know, Mango's unreadable and all that stuff, but you know, Drug Fox just did a series where he talked about like some of the Mango's most com- common habits. Great. And and so I mean, every player has habits. Mango has habits, and part of the reason their habits is cuz they work. I mean, that's something he said in the video, but so Mangoes, a lot of Mango's habits are anti-meta. And part of the thing that makes Mango's habits good is he knows how to mix them up at the layers he needs to um, and, and different ways than other players do as well. So Wizzy has to integrate all this stuff while playing a really hard matchup, while playing someone that has a lot of experience, while playing someone that's going to like adapt in ways that are probably unusual to him. And so mm-hmm. that's a lot to overcome. And so the fact that he overcame it is really, really impressive and 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 for, for these layers and certainly I'm sure other things. Uh, so yeah, I mean... That's kind of why it's also why it's hard to be a player um, like Mango because you're just you're just solving things in really unconventional ways. Like I said, Mango's picking a lot of anti-meta stuff, but you know, it's not that he's picking bad things necessarily. I mean, sometimes. Right. Like, I, yeah. I I would say I would say that you know the one thing to kind of reassess is you know you worded it, uh, Mike, as like uh, things that um, don't make sense, and I would say that that's where the disconnect probably lies is that. I, I would not categorize the things Mango's doing as things that don't make sense. I would say they do make sense. They're just kind of counter meta, like PP said, a little bit off the wall. But I think they do make sense, especially once you really break them down. And um, uh, yeah, and like you said, PP, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still Falco, right? It's still yeah. just because Mango does a weird option doesn't mean, I mean, that's still something Falco could do. Like Falco did it, right? If Mango's Falco does it, that's still Falco doing a thing. And if you don't have an answer for that thing that Mango did with Falco, that meant you didn't understand the, the character or the matchup as well as you thought you did. So, and right. What a good point about that too, right? Mango encourages us to think about the total possibilities of what someone right. or something can do, and I think, and I think that's really healthy for the game as well. What do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, awesome. I, I want to clarify one last thing is that uh, when I said the don't make sense thing, uh, I, I did imply from a person who is very into like the flowchart mindset or like optimal play style. So it's not that right. it, it actually makes sense. I've been yeah, there. I, I see. It's the- <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Why it, is he it, doing that every time? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and and he, still hit, he still, it would work every time. But I'd be like, why is he doing it? I don't get it. But yeah, I, I understand that. It's uh, 
it is some players are easier and harder to evaluate and um just because someone's easier to evaluate does not make them necessarily easier to play against in a certain way. Watching and playing can be different things. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just got to take a player. You got a player that's wonky like that. You got to take them and and look at what they're doing and integrate what you don't understand and, and until it and integrate it into your understanding of the game until you are sort of able to categorize those things. And again, I think that uh, Drug Fox did a really good job of that in his video. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drug Fox has a really awesome video on his his YouTube where he's talking about mangoes. Mango's good habits yes. with the idea that, you know, most people talk about habits like they're bad habits. This guy's a bad habit. He rolls in too much. He spot dodges in the bad spot. But Mango's got some good habits that are really interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, great video. Thank you for, for shouting that out, PP. Yeah, of course. Speaking um, of shout outs, do you have any uh, shout outs or any, anything you want to say, uh, Mike? Just, just plug. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, shout out to Toe for putting Doc in the goaded AF tier uh, in one of his <laughs> recent videos. Uh-huh. <laughs> avid doc fan uh i'm gonna do some shout outs for my homies radical 3i and pure skills from the netherlands mm. and uh yeah we're a pretty small scene but you know we have a uh, yappy one of the better dutch players that probably mm. a lot of people know and yeah, uh, i'd like to keep it there love cool. yappy i hung out with him for a little bit at uh one of the dream hacks a while back in jontraping sweden I don't think I pronounced that very well but maybe i did i'm not sure. close i'm sure have, probably have close. a great one have a great one mike good to have you on the call Yep, good luck with the stream. Thank you. Uh, Look, the Europeans are all in bed now that Mike left. You, no one will call you out on the final frontier. He was the final frontier. The last, the last, the last woke, awake European. <laughs> For sure. What time is over there? It must be really late. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's like almost 1 a.m. over there, I believe. Oh, that's not so late. Maybe some of them. <laughs> Dude, you're such a melee player, bro. I think we're uh, about ready to bring on our next caller, by the way. What's up? What's up? Hello. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling in from? Hey, uh, my name's Ahmad. I'm calling in from NorCal. What's up? Hey, what's up, Ahmad? Man, how you been? Pretty um, good. How you been? All right. You know, just school, work, COVID, living life. <laughs> That's how it goes, dude. Been a long time. Yeah, I'm glad to see you're doing well. I'm glad your stream's doing well, too. I've been following you for a little bit. Now I'm happy to see your numbers are up and stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. How you been? And okay. uh, what's, our, or what's, your, uh, what's your question, I should say? I guess I already got how you've been. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to ask, um, so given the popularity and the ease of access of competitive melee through the advent of Slippy, uh, yeah. what do you think the state of the tournament scene is going to be once COVID is hopefully contained well enough that land tournaments start to become the norm once again. Do you think that online tournaments are still going to be as common and as prevalent? Do you think that the standings and the results from those tournaments should be worth the same mm -hmm. as compared to land results? Just because, like, I know that Axe doesn't really like online tournaments, and the other right. day on streaming, Mango was like, you know, I'm kind of over online tournaments, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I don't want there to be, like, cleavages between the community of, like, you know, like, online people versus, like, land people and whatnot, but... Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you think things are going to be like going forward? It's a good question. So it sounds like it sounds like you know it's it's basically what is the tournament scene going to look like, or what do you, what do we predict at least the tournament scene is going to look like once COVID is more or less sober? Um, and are we going? to... I mean, I think I think even within offline online, I think there's a couple different ways to look at it because I think there's going to be like locals, and then there's going to be like you know regionals and majors. And I think even what those look like, you know, might there might be some variance, you know, with regard to I was thinking about this, like 
when you come, when it comes to locals, like weeklies and monthlies, like I could see people, I could see people, uh, still running a lot of like weekly online events. Like for example, you know, you look at like a rollback rumble or like a TMT or something where it's just kind of nice that like TMT is cool. Cause it's got the ladder format. You can get a ton of sets in just feels like really good practice. And, um, I could see that continuing just for the people that want to just get a nice grind in on a Monday or a Tuesday. Um, I could see monthlies getting honestly a lot bigger. I think there's there's a lot of people that are kind of starving for, you know, some offline competition and just honestly just social interaction. And uh I could I could see a spike in in kind of monthly. I, I think it, it is gonna depend region to region. I don't think online tournaments are gonna go away though. I think that the convenience and like the ability to just get some really good practice just on a random weeknight without having to go anywhere is just really nice for a lot of people, right? I don't know. What do you think, PP? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, a lot of fair points coming out for sure, Toph. And I will say, uh, neither of us are TOs. It's probably a question yeah. that they will have their own perspective on. Of course, players and people in the community will have their own, but I don't think anyone's going to, I think TOs are preparing for that. I think that's a discussion for them. Maybe TOs are thinking of a way to integrate the two. There's a system that's online that, that gives you a certain amount of points. And then that translates into offline somehow. I don't know. Maybe it translates into some invitational. Who knows? I don't know. Like they could do that. Um, a lot of interesting possibilities there. I, it's up to the TOs to make use of it. How does the grassroots friend from Golden Guardians interact with all of these things? That's a possibility there too, right? Maybe. I don't, so I don't know. I, it's, it's very interesting. And so I think, I, I think there are probably things that, that can develop in that space. And I think it's a great question for that. Um, but yeah, I do feel like I do feel LAN is a special is going to be like, you know, I still think the golden standard indicator of uh, of uh, results and things like that. But that doesn't mean that online results will be entirely discounted. I mean, um, I think especially if you're getting like sets between players and the ping is lower and 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 they feel like they're able to play about the same. I think like that's I don't I don't think there's an issue with that. And a lot of players that can have that circumstance happen for them. Um, but you know, that's not necessarily the case for everyone, right? Some people can't afford or like, because they don't have a car or just whatever, right. They can't afford to go to, um, IRL events. And so maybe they level up more and maybe they, there's like, maybe part of a grassroots fund gets to help someone come to an event or something like there's a lot of possibilities. Right. And let's not forget that, um, there were people that were making posts on Reddit or in other places saying like my scene, I never had anyone and I was just practicing tech alone. Uh, rollback finally allowed me to play other people with a, with a connection. That's not so bad. Let's me apply the stuff I'm working on. So for those people, like it's not going to, it might not change things too much or it might take a while for things to change for them. And so I think, you know, I think to discount their experience and what, what rollback does for the community overall, like how much it can expand melee, you know, around the world, I think, I think is unreasonable at the same time. So what else did I have uh, written down here? I mean, yeah, I think, but I think when we're going back to land, we're going to have more crossover between scenes, right? Like we were talking about AMSA and Leffen and, and Summit, right? Like we just haven't seen them interact with the scenes much because big body of water make thing hard. So, you know, I think, I think land, despite how much people can kind of grow in certain ways, I think LAN is going to be still the way that brings people together more often. And I, and I think there's, and I think like for the social aspect of Melee 2 that we're often still very proud of, I think that's still really important for us. Um, and I also think like streamers want content, so they're still going to enter online tournaments. Um, you know, plenty of streamers do that. None was starting to enter a lot more uh, stuff lately, but I mean, certainly a lot of other players do it. Hungrybox is always in a tournament. Um, check them out for that. Uh, let's see. 
Um, locals can still be kind of similar. I think Toph was talking about that too. Let's see. And online can still be like, online will still be training for some people. Like maybe some people use online to prepare for certain matchups and then they they, they fully apply it in, in LAN or whatever. But how does that all shake out for rankings? That might be a question. I mean, that's a hard question, right? And that's the reason we don't have an algorithm for ranking things. It's part of something Melee Stats talks about. Um, like, why don't we yeah. just have an algorithm? And that, that's they have a panel and they're like, well, maybe this result in this tournament would be like kind of equivalent because maybe the ping was fine and everything like that. Formula, you need a formula that uses that mathematically includes the ping. Yeah, right. And if the ping, if the ping spikes in one set, do they, how does the formula do, right? Constant. <laughs> maybe if the ping is below a certain amount, it just counts. This. I mean, you know. Yeah. I watched Wizzy versus Mango and Wizzy versus Zane this weekend, and I felt like I was watching great melee. You know, online notwithstanding, it just, it just, it was like awesome, right? I think that everyone watching was like, this is dope. You know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And it, you know, it felt like pretty high level play. Um, you know, so, some, some mistakes here and there notwithstanding, it felt like pretty high level play. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel fair to write it off entirely. You know, oh, yeah. Fair to say, you know, Wizzy didn't actually accomplish something great this weekend. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think that there's still definitely going to be a place for it. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it might even, yeah, I think it's going to depend even from region to region, um, yeah. but it's almost impossible to predict. The one thing I will say is that I think that, um, I think majors are going to blow up. I think that, uh, I actually think at least um, the first major back is probably going to be colossal. And I think that there's going to be this, it, at least probably for a while, I think there'll be a surge, a surge of attendance because I think everybody wants to yes. get out a little bit more. Um, and, I, and I think it's so important, Toph. I, I really love that you brought that up. I didn't think about it. And um, so many people that might be watching this, you might have started playing online. Please <laughs> go to something, at least go to a major. Even if you oh, don't yeah. enter, like the energy there is crazy. It's, it's, That's there's real. nothing like it. Seeing Melee live as opposed to watching it online. Like watching it online is beautiful, and I'm not discounting that Melee is wonderful. But if you get the chance, please, especially if something comes up closer to you. So that's why, you know, different regions are all going to have like resurgences in different places. But yeah, mm -hmm. please, please check it out. It's uh it's it's a lot of fun. And I think and I think people getting to experience that for the first time, whether they however they've gotten into the game, and certainly a lot of them will be only playing online uh, in the past like year or whatever. So yeah, please come check it out. It's it's so much fun and uh it's a it's a completely different experience. And you get to really come up and, and meet a lot of the people that you didn't get to meet before. I, I guess this is not fully answering the question, so apologies, but like Mango will we'll talk to, you know, a lot of people and sign stuff and, and so we'll left in occasionally. So, I mean, you know, that's, every, there's a lot of people that'll do that and they're, they're very accessible and, and you really get to like, you know, connect with the people more. You get to feel more of the openness that still is there for Melee. So, you know, yeah. I really would, would encourage people to come check that out when, when it's possible. And, and yeah, I, so I, I love that the, I love that this question is here because you know, we get to think, we get to, you know, say, well, what do TOs think? We get to say, um, yeah, online online has its place and its place will be different for different people at different times in different regions. And I also love just to say that, you know, we're going to have our, our online stuff back or our offline stuff back. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does, how, does that answer your question? Okay, Ahmad? Is there anything else you wanted to ask about that? Yeah, be be beautiful answer. I know it's kind of a, a big question, not yeah. really easy to tackle concisely and whatnot but you both did great i guess the only follow-up i have and i'll try to keep it quick because i don't want to hog the time or anything is just that um i think that now that slippy 
is here. I think it's going to be here to stay. Like the genie is out of the bottle. It's not going back in, right? I think mm, we need to right. lean into the pitch and I think we need to utilize it as best we can to help and grow the community. Cause yeah, like I, I used to be the biggest net play hater. If you asked anybody, I would just scoff at it. It would be you know, uh-huh. CRT elitist. But Brandon convinced me like the day that rollback was released, he's like, dude, just try it. I tried it. And then within 45 seconds of playing, I was hooked. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah. So yeah. big shout outs to Fizzy and for the rest mm-hmm. of his, uh, you know, support staff and team that are helping him. Like, this is amazing. And I definitely think that we're in a relatively unique situation because I can't think of any other fighting games that have a rollback quite as good as this. Like, um, Skullgirls has it, courtesy of Mike Z and his tireless efforts. And the new Guilty Gear Strive has it, where I think people were saying they're going from, like, Texas to Okinawa on two frames of delay, which is wow. insane, oh, right? That is insane, yeah. Yeah, but, like, not too many other fighting games have that, right? And, like, you look at all the Capcom yeah, fighters, they've historically had terrible net codes and whatnot. So <laughs> I think we should definitely use this to our advantage and not resist being, like, old Smash boomers that don't want to, like, you know, play totally. into the change. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, even I mean, even if your even if your stance is it's not as good as off as offline. I mean, just noting the power of what it's done for the scene, how it's kept us through this time, how it brings so many people in and makes it and in some ways really lower the barrier to entry. I think. I mean, I think it's something to absolutely be applauded for. Again, that is that 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 you know worst feelings about it, but I think you know it does a lot, like you're saying. Definitely, and uh, thank you guys for your time. I uh, appreciate it. Uh taking a stab at the question and uh awesome show appreciate you guys and just wanted to give a quick shout out to you know my boy brandon my boy phil nick brian all the rest of the rider guy homies from a uh, day one and shout outs to all of 510 and uh yeah thank you guys thank you absolutely cool we got a mod on yeah that's a long time member of the norcal melee community um yeah i'm excited i mean dude it's just it's crazy to think about the tournaments are right around the corner but um, really mm-hmm. hoping that there's a lot of people who are, if there's anybody that's on the fence about, you know, coming out to something. Um, I definitely think at least, at least like majors, man. I think, I think the first, you know, big house back Genesis back. I think those are going to be colossal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, locals too, right? Like you get to get so much more time with, you get to connect with the local Local scene. You get to build friendships in the area. People will cheer for you and all that stuff. And yeah, you'll make friends and you'll get to learn from them and everything. People will be like, well, I don't know where to go to learn. I mean, now I can just tell you, go back to locals. I mean, uh, there's a lot for for people there. So it's going to be great, man. I'm looking forward to it. All right. uh, Yeah. We call at least another caller. What's up? Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling in from? What's up, guys? Um, Yo. Weeboo Jones, but just call me Mike. It's easier. Um, <laughs> from Austin. Shout out to Austin. What's going on, Mike? What's your question for us today? So um, I just wanted to bring up a topic that I, I can't remember what episode it was from, but um, we were talking about um, more things we could do to expose Melee and... Um, I think the topic was um, having something similar to the chess pog champs. And um, I just wanted to ask your opinion on, um, do you still think that's a good idea and maybe discuss like who we would bring in on the melee side versus the Twitch streamer side and so forth. Mm. Walk through that again for people that might not know what pog champs is. And I don't fully have the the full picture of it in my head. So it benefits me too. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I didn't even really, know about it too i just the way i found about it was just like a lot of the esports um youtube channels i watch so um pog champs was basically um a way to popularize chess on twitch and mm-hmm. um it took a lot of um pros from the chess scene like akaru um 
Yeah, he's the only big one I really remember. From yeah, they all the they all coached they all coached uh, big streamers, and then the streamers played at a tournament yeah. at the end. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there was a consolation bracket, or yeah, consolation bracket. Uh, so you you basically never felt like you were completely out of it, and then it was just kind of like just getting as much exposure, as much eyeballs in the game as possible, because obviously they're yeah. bringing communities. Yeah, and I guess like, I, yeah. like is there potential to do that with melee kind of thing? Yeah, because like the the like bringing in um like more coaching type stuff. Like I love the mango scar vids that mango puts out every once in a while. So yeah, those are dope. More of that would be cool. So I thought about this for a while and I came to the conclusion that yes, we should do it. And um, I think what, what kind of uh, for a long time, I was kind of hung up on the fact that like, well, there's only so good you can get at melee in a short period of time. I mean, obviously chess is the same way. Chess is an incredibly yeah. deep game. You're not going to get that good in the span of a month or whatever. Yeah. But um, I realized that I actually think that as long as the skill level, and I talked about this with, I think it was Stanza or Atrioc on a stream one time. I think that for a long time I was thinking, well, they're, they're not going to reach that high of a level of play, so it's not going to be that exciting to watch. But I actually realized that's not true. And the, the thing that made me realize that's not true is there have been some sets at tournaments I've gone to, the most notable being at Pat's House 1, there was a money match between... Greater Leon versus uh, <laughs> was it versus Jaycun, and it was yeah. this video that basically came down to random tippers that killed at twenty percent. Well, okay, do you remember Chris Best and Net One Two Three Four? Chris Best and Net One Two Three Four. Obviously, they're a little bit better, but they were choking like crazy. So same yeah. way, I think like low level spaghetti melee is actually incredibly fun to watch as long yes. as one is not way better than the other. Yeah. So I think we should do it. I think it's fun to watch. I think it would grow the game. Um. Yeah. And Maybe we can I, even get Ludwig. Logistics. Yeah, I think I think Ludwig would, would certainly be down to help out. He's nice. Like, he's so big. I don't know, man. He's he's got it. He's got D and D into marbles. I don't know if he's got time. Right, right. D and D into marbles. So he's got, you know, his thing, but I feel like we could definitely get Ludwig, and then I think we go from there. I don't know. Ninja Ninja likes melee. Maybe we get Ninja. Isn't he just playing League of Legends now? Isn't that what we talked about? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that before stream or oh. yeah, before we went live. Yeah, yeah. What is the what what is what better things that Ninja Ninja you know he he's yeah he's just isn't he just kind of cruising right now isn't he just big chilling he's so we, big chilling yeah so Ninja I don't know maybe he, he like having competitive juice um I will say I mean I think Ludwig probably would just be too strong for the streamer but he yeah, could like, commentate it like a host I think yeah yeah you, I think you take Ludwig I was thinking about this I think you don't put him in as a player because like yeah. he um, cause he, he is pretty good. I think you take him or, or, you know, you could run it like pog champs where you have like a, cause pog champs is kind of set up in such a way where you kind of have a natural, like set of people that go into the champion bracket. And then you have a natural set of people that are going to go into the consolation bracket. And you could kind of set it up that way. Like, I don't know, like simply and Ludwig had a money match or something on stream the other week. And simply, you know, obviously he's a big speed run streamer streamer, but he's pretty good. Actually. Like he's got a pretty competent Marth. Um, apparently he's entered a tournament or two before. So I don't know. Maybe we can even find enough people. I'm not sure. TLDR, uh, I haven't thought a ton about it, but I think we should do it. Yeah, it's uh, a good it's a good growth event for Melee. It's not the type of thing I think about much because I'm usually like, well, you know, what do I want to do for Radio Melee or what do I want to do for my stream or yeah. how's my garden doing? And these are just things that I'm thinking about and it would just be better if I did think about PogChamp Melee stuff, but I just usually don't. 
Uh, that being said, I do, it does just, I mean, like Tove's saying it, it would work. I'm, I, I imagine it. I'm imagining, you know how people, especially when they're new, like when they're trying to like do a button, they like, they do their whole thing with their, yeah. Like that's fun to watch. Like, especially like, uh, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if we could even get someone like, uh, Hassan, but I feel like from the little bit of his stuff I've seen, I feel like he's someone that would do this and that mm -hmm. would be fun to watch. Uh, but just like anyone that's playing or, any, or like the post-game interviews from the players, I think Melee, because you know, it's easy for people to kind of watch and tell what's going on. It's not as complicated like a lot of other games. Like mm -hmm. people won't be asking, you know, who's up, who's down. Like in chess, like I don't really play chess, but I had a lot of fun even just watching that little uh, bar along the side. Like someone would move and then the bar would go all the way up here, all the way down. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, so that was, that was, I almost had more fun watching that than I did anything else. And so I think people, like they might not know what's going on, but maybe someone is like, the stocks are tied and someone loses one quickly. They're like, oh, snap, it's getting real. They don't even have to really know, right? But like, I think, I think that would be kind of fun. Um, like I could see like there are ways you could make that interesting for people. And so I think, it's, I think I, I don't have any issue with the idea. I think it's just a matter of like the logistics and, you know, like the right people coming together. Uh, maybe if Ludwig likes it, you know, that's also, it is an important force because he has, he's got the clout. So that helps. But yeah, I mean, it's totally possible. I think it's a great idea. It's just a matter of, I think the, the right people coming together and the willpower and, and figuring out how to market it well so it really helps Melee. And maybe that's something that we don't do yet. Maybe we do it more when IRL events are a thing again. So we can like, oh yeah, if you like this, there's an event coming up that you can go. I don't know, like I don't know the right way to do it or the right timing, but like, you know, like we want to have we want it to have it to benefit Melee, not just be this one-off thing where it's like, yeah, okay, you watch Melee, right. now you go back to your life. So I don't right. know what that would be like, but yeah, it's an interesting thing to bring up, and I think it's really cool. Yeah, because like there were like three of them, weren't there? Like there, like mm -hmm. yeah, you don't want it to just be a one and yeah. done. You want to bring people back. Yeah, so, in the series, which is cool. Yeah, I think I, it's, it's it's chess is the kind of it's like chess is the kind of no brainer game where it's like you know with chess, a lot of people played it as a kid. You know, your dad taught you how to play or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, with chess it's a no brainer, but I think Smash Bros. You know, Smash Bros. has that right. I think a lot yeah. of especially yeah, modern, everyone knows Smash. A lot of people played, yeah, and even Melee. Like, you know, a lot of people like my age played it in college and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of people, and there are a lot of big streamers that are like kind of like, you know, later upper 20s and things like that, mm. that were kind of, when they were, when we were kids, you know, Melee was the big game. So I think there actually, I think there actually could be a surprising number of people that would kind of be down. Um, yeah, like look at uh, XQC is going to be doing his subathon, so he'll need something to play. <laughs> like you said, oh, Ninja's going to be. Um, yeah, you know, you, who knows if we want him in there or not? But yeah, um, Ninja just, just <laughs> cruise so in. Insane. Um, Shroud played Mortal Kombat the other day, so like you never Ooh. know who might be down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ludwig, Ludwig uses his Shroud hour to just have him commentate. That would be fun. I don't know. Um, yeah, those, these are cool ideas. I mean. I also think it would be very fun for me to like coach one of them or something. I don't know. I just I love coaching anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's I, I think it'd be kind of fun. More like exposure to everyone else too in the scene, you know, because they could they'd yeah. be assigned who they would coach. So yeah, so and like, I think like I think friend. I just think like friendships and, and cool collabs across Twitch are just fun anyway. So I think that'd be fun. I because I only watch them, but like it'd be kind of cool to participate. It'd be a fun time. That's me personally. I don't. I'm not really trying to say like I want it for me. I'm just saying. I'm just thinking about. it. I'm like, oh, that'd be yeah, neat. yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a cool idea, man. I, I love the suggestion. Um, Tof, do you have anything else you want to add to that or? No, I just got to start thinking about it. 
Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Mike, uh, is there anything else you want to ask about this? Uh, no, not really. They answered it very well. Cool deal. Well, thank you for calling in. I love the question. And uh, mm-hmm. any shout outs before you go on your way? Uh, so obviously with my name, you can tell um, I'm going to give a shout out to someone you just actually uh, uh, collabed with, uh, Valparia, because, you know, <laughs> need, uh, all the new uh, VTubers on the scene get some more exposure. The yeah, anime rise Great. up. Yep. Great streamer. Great streamer. Yeah, and sure. um, one last thing, obviously, um, you know, I've I've been watching Melee a long time, like just Smash in general. So um, for a long time, I knew everybody. I knew all the stuff, but uh, there was one person I didn't know, and it was you, dude. It was you, PP. So um, just a shout I out do, to you, man. I, I make it hard, uh, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, so like just the past couple of years, I've seen so much more from you, and I love it. So just keep on oh, doing thank what you're you. doing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's very kind of you. All right, guys, you have a good one. You too, man. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Wow. Weeaboo, Weeaboo Jones. Who would have suspected? Who would have? Exp- yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, I mean, dude, it's uh, yeah, it's a good question, man. Grow the game. That's something that uh, I've been thinking yeah. about lately. That's something I've definitely been thinking about lately. Hopefully, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe even maybe over here, over here at Golden Gardens, maybe we can put something together. I don't know. That's that's a good point. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure the staff as excited as as busy as they are for the upcoming possible project, they want to hear about a new one right now. So I'm sure they're they're hyped for hear that. We can wait until we can wait until after uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um but Mortal yeah, Kombat I mean Mortal Kombat did a thing recently. Mortal Kombat had a oh, yeah. they had a tournament with a bunch, of, and then I saw someone was playing Shiva and I think she did some cheap move. And then I don't remember who won it, but the guy that won it was Shiva. He like made a tweet apologizing. He's like, "Yeah, I'm so sorry. I saw a lot of people upset with the way I played." Um, oh no! He used some, you know, it was like some projectile spam or something. And then there were a bunch of FTC people that came in. They're like, "No, no, no, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, you got to play in such a way that makes them mad. Like you got it. Like that's can you imagine? Like, that's how the game is played. You know? Can you imagine, Tove, if like after the "You Gonna Learn Today" video came out, Justin exactly. Wong was like on Twitter, he's like, "Man, oh, I'm so sorry. Hey, shout outs to shout outs to this kid and his family. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I'm trying to see someone take it all with like short op laser spam Falco or <laughs> yeah, spam Peach or something. You know what I mean? I'm trying to see some dirty stuff. I'm trying right. to see. I, I, I want to see, yeah, I'd love to see some nonsense. And then in the second melee pog champs or whatever we call it, the, they get the run back, right? Like the, the, the laser spam is countered. People, people space around the down smash. Yeah. That happened in pog champs one, man. I mean, I think it was kind of cool watching players like Ludwig and XQC who had market improvement from pog champs one to pog champs three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I think there's a lot of possibility there. I think there's yeah. a lot of there. I mean, I really do feel because I mean, the people, the, the streamers, right? There's, there's such, they're already natural entertainers. So, like, right, they'll in their interviews and everything, like, they're gonna, they're gonna really like keep it engaging too. So, I think it's just a matter of like, is this content interesting enough for them to devote time to, and and for the other people, how do we market it, and then how do we make sure it grows melee? I think it's a lot of fun. So, I, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of potential there. Absolutely fantastic question. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, it also just kind of speaks to um, how, you know, 
we're in charge of growing the scene. We, you know, the people that are part of it, whether we're figureheads or someone else, like this is someone calling in, reminding of us, uh, us of a good idea. And we're like, oh yeah, this could be great. And so this is like everyone trying to do our best to make Melee this bigger and more beautiful thing. And so, you know, I, yeah, I love that. I love that, you know, we're directing it. And and I think that's, I think that's a ton of fun too. I love that. I love that we're kind of in this phase of Melee now where we can think about what do we want to do to actively grow it? Because this is in our hands. Even as a, even if it's weird to think about, and we're often thinking about day to day, it's great to ask these long-term questions and do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's what we're here for. That's what I'm mm -hmm. here for. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what keeps me up at night. Uh, that and, uh, you know, that and SCL and summit. I mean, I think it's, uh, really cool that we got some, some, some real events with real stakes just around the corner. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, kind of to bring it back to that for a moment, I, you know, I was, I was kind of writing down a few questions for this at the, uh, at the beginning here. And I was kind of thinking Toph, you know, just to throw it, just to throw it to something else, kind of bring everything, tie everything back. Cause again, we had a really interesting weekend and I think something that people didn't talk about so much. I kind of brought it up before Plup really bringing a lot more for Sheik back. And then I think Polish and Keizu are even doing a good bit more for Peach. I mean, for a, quite a while, you know, I mean, I think Wad was, what's that? Oh, it was, I got to tell you though, it was so perfect, man. I heard, I didn't watch the set. I heard they camped like crazy. I saw Polish. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I wasn't commentating. I needed a nap. And yeah. I took a nap at the beginning of game one. I woke up from my nap some, somewhere in the middle of game three, and I was like, perfect. <laughs> exactly what I want. I had time they to did it for you. They did it for you, man. Right. So yeah. shout out to those guys. But their sets, yeah. Polish had a crazy run at, uh, I guess it was Levo, right? Mm. Polish looking. Dude, yeah, I think, dude, I mean, I think Peach, um, I even saw in the Discord here, this was a question that, the, you know, Weebu Jones, who we just had on, he was one of the questions, he had another question he wanted to ask about, Peach is a character and hoping the, the character would get more exposure. I think Weebu Jones apparently is a Peach, but I think, okay. yeah, man, I think Peach is, uh, I think Melee players, I mean, if there's one thing I think we all need to get better at, I think it's recency bias, man. I think people don't see Armada for a couple years. They're like, oh, well, Peach must be a mid-tier. She must just not be that good. I think that <laughs> yeah. character is super good. I think that yeah. character, I loved having Leffen on the commentary for some of the Keizu and some of the Polish this weekend because Leffen was talking about some Peach stuff, talking yeah. about her strengths, talking about, uh, kind of her quirkiness as a character. I love Leffen describing her as a character that's at once just kind of crazy because she's really slow in a lot of ways, but she's also really fast in some other ways. Like her frame data is incredible, you know? Yes. Um, and actually she's got some really strong shield pressure. She hits mm. like a truck. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah, her moves come out really fresh. Once she's on top of you, you know, yeah. really got to respect the speed at which her moves come out and how safe they can be. And, you know, mm. so kind of, She's kind of this interesting combination of like, you know, kind of slow movement, but also with some really cool movement tricks. Yeah, and like also just her tank. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was cool getting to see both. K I love, I love that Keizu's doing well. I've always been a Keizu fan as a person and as a player. Um, mm -hmm. And then on the other side of things, I've always felt like Keizu is the guy that's really carrying the Armada torch. Like if you actually just look at their play style, Keizu obviously always basically emulated Armada through his career. And I think okay. it really his play style. And then you look at, uh, some of the more mo like new school, I guess, if it's fair to call Polish that. Okay. Like I think like players like Ryobeat, for example, or Polish, where they're kind of mm. bring a lot of tricky kind of stuff to the table. Um, and they're a little bit more swag monsters, you know, from here and there. Um, yeah. yeah, to see multiple, you know, different types of representation for the characters' play styles. Kind uh, of reminds me a little bit 
of Falcon. Yeah, a sure. A little bit. Now, yeah. I, I don't know how much peach labbing is done. I know some is done, but it'd be kind of interesting if, I don't know, year, two years, three years from now, we're seeing a bunch of peaches up there. And I imagine this is not as exciting to some people as it is seeing three Falcons, but still, I think we need to consider that possibility. It's, it, it's not something guaranteed, right? This is, we don't really know where Polish is going to go. Uh, Keizu also kind of came, uh, is kind of coming back again more recently. So we don't really know where, like what the longevity on that is, but at least there's something to consider for that now, just like there was something to consider with the different Falcons, like, you know, two or three years ago. And now look, so, you know, how it turns out is still anyone's guess, but it's something to consider. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really do think like the story, like, ever, of course, the storyline, I think most reasonably should be, oh, let's talk about Wizzy and let's talk about what this means for Falcon and him and everything else going into this next thing. But I think there was more going on. And I think one of the more interesting ones was the, was the peach thing. So yeah, I, I really wanted to like at least mention that and think about what, what that could mean for some of the future. And because I, you know, like, Everyone, like you said, Toph, like everyone's like, oh, no Armada, dead character. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. will will someone, you know, really break through and, and um, you know, do all the Armada stuff and then some and like have that consistency and everything. And, I, you know, I think it'd be really interesting to see how will they how will they treat Peach and how will that look so different? Because I think I don't think anyone's going to be able to fully replicate Armada. I think, you know, he he was so committed to his game plan. But you never know where where everyone else could go with that and what what flavor they put on it. So, you know, I, I, it's really interesting and I'm and I, I'm curious to see what those players do. And and uh, and then, like I said, with with Sheik, I mean, yeah, Plup's coming up and doing stuff. But I mean, there's Ben who who has not been playing <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. recently. He's been playing for years and years. And so um, it just looks like it's recent because it everything finally came together for him. But then rollback yeah. allowed him to do it and everything. So, hey, you know, yeah. that's, kind of that's kind of how it is. Yeah. You know, you uh, you're not going to you're not going to see someone uh, play for like, you know, a couple months and just be really good. Um, yeah. But I think that I think it's totally reasonable that people who start playing, you know, today, you know, by the time tournaments are back in full swing, I, I think it's totally reasonable that we could see at least one person who really like started playing hard in the slippy era, uh, putting in some work in offline tournaments. I think that could totally happen. Sure. Um, and I mean, if you're wondering, can I start today? Oh, there's so much history or players are so good now or whatever. I mean, look, Wizzy just overcame a 21 loss streak against Mango to win. Like if, mm -hmm. if you don't believe and then there's, you know, there's so much information there's, you know, I'm answering questions on my stream all the time. And you know, there's so much out there. You just have, you have to hunt to find it sometimes, but it's out there. Uh, so if you want to get into melee, now's a great time to do it. So I, you know, mm -hmm. even if you're like, even if you're like, Oh, I didn't start, then I can't No, no, you can. And it, you know, everyone has their own journey. Maybe you started, then you stopped or whatever, but yeah, melee is awesome. And I really encourage everyone checking it out to, to, um, have a great time with it at whatever way you want to enjoy it. I think there are people that kind of you know, talk about that some too, but, um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything that you want to run through toe for if you're feeling pretty satisfied with how this all went today i think that's about it for me man all right well hey thank you so much again for joining me uh powerful intuitive and intelligent uh, <laughs> so glad to have you with us and thank you guys all out there for uh tuning in as well the questions were awesome and um i hope you guys have a great anyway, rest of your day and by What's the up? way we've got it we've got i think we've got a pretty dope guest lineup for next week uh not 100 locked in yet so i'm not going to spoil it but uh stay tuned you know follow us on twitter and all that stuff make sure you subscribe to the golden guardians melee youtube channel
Yes, sir. Um, yeah, uh, as soon as I have the guest locked in for next week, I'll let you guys know. But it should be a lot of fun. See you guys around. And I'll, I'll, by the way, I will be people. I see people asking my stream chat. I'll be live later today too. So follow yeah. us on Twitch as well because me and PP stream pretty much every day <laughs> or at least every weekday. Yes, that's correct. Um, so yeah, thank you so much again, Toph, letting the people know what's going on. We always something to look forward to here at Radio Melee. So hope you guys will continue to tune in. And uh, yeah, wonderful episode in the books. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in. This is Radio Melee signing out.